Thank God it's Free Range. You are listening to Free Range Radio Friday with your host, Michael Elves. Pour yourself a beverage and turn up the volume because here on 101.5 UMFM, the weekend starts now.
101.5 UMFM. This is Thank God It's Free Range, the Friday edition of Free Range Radio. I'm Michael Elves, and kicking things off for us tonight from their latest record, Tidal Currents, East Meets West. That's the Winnipeg Jazz Orchestra with Inside the Wave. Kicking things off with them tonight because uh, coming up in just a few minutes, I spoke with associate conductor of the Winnipeg Jazz Orchestra, also the director of the Winnipeg Women's Jazz Orchestra, Alexis Silver. They have a whole day of programming happening on International Women's Day on March 7th, culminating a concert called Women in Jazz 3.0 at the West End Cultural Center. We will get into that in just a moment. In the meantime, new single from Glass Beam's Great Australian Act. It's called Mahal. Keep it locked here on 101.5 UMFM.
right. Well, we are joined on the show by associate conductor with the Winnipeg Jazz Orchestra and director of the Winnipeg Women's Jazz Orchestra, a.k.a. the W2JO, Alexis Silver. Welcome to the show. Hi. Nice to be here. My pleasure to have you on. Uh, so we've had some some WJO uh, events on in uh, the past. I'm I'm curious, like, is the, the the distinction is like this is an entirely like women led and women focused version of the jazz orchestra. That's right. Yeah. So all of the players who are in the Winnipeg Women's Jazz Orchestra play quite regularly with the Winnipeg Jazz Orchestra proper, um, and I do some associate conducting with the Winnipeg Jazz Orchestra proper. Um, but three years ago, um, after a couple of women in jazz-led symposiums, um, there was a decision made by the board and by artistic director Richard Gillis to, to put together the, the, the female, all-female version of the Winnipeg Jazz Orchestra. So all of these players um, have, well, not all, we have a couple of new players this year, but most of the players uh, that are in, in this um, ensemble have played for the past three years at this concert. So the did, did these all these people kind of come through that symposium over those years, or had anyone been involved in in the WJO itself without being part of the symposium? I'm curious. Like, is there kind of like a not necessarily oh, a yeah. feeder system, oh, but yeah. like kind of like a pathway? <laughs> no, the symposium is more for learning. Um, so it's always been women led. Okay. Uh, but we were online for a couple of years there. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And the um, the the orchestra is just made up of of players, like really great uh, female players. In, in the city and sometimes from out of the city. We've had a couple of Brandon folks. We've got a Calgary guest this year. Kathy Van Lair um, has done a lot of work um, in, in Winnipeg for a, a bunch of different kinds of jazz projects. Some of the schools have Kathy come in um, as, a, as a clinician and, and uh, my friend Jenny who plays lead trumpet, Jenny Taylor, who is the um, lead trumpet player for the Winnipeg Women's Jazz Orchestra and also plays trumpet with the WJO. Um, she and Kathy and I have become really close, so we, we got Kathy in. But no, it, it, these players didn't come out of the symposium. They sort of were the ones helping run it. Okay. Um, but yeah, the, the orchestra itself, the W2JO, um, came out of like, hey, we've got this symposium going. Why don't we have a sort of celebration in concert event of, of something similar? So then the, like, and I mean, this is maybe kind of an emotional labor question, but does it create more work <laughs> for you? to do something like this in addition to the WJO? Like, is this like an add-on or, or a carve-out? That's a, I don't know. I don't know if I've considered that. It is definitely, um, it's on WJO's list of concerts. So it feels like it's just one of them, right? Like we've got a bunch of different kinds of feature concerts. We've got some um, fundraising concerts. We've got, you know, and then the, the Women's Day concert um, is just part of our our year now, mm. but this the, this year we've put the symposium together with the concert in this sort of super event. So that does feel like a bit of an add on because those two events used to run separately and now they're concurrent, which is making it pretty exciting because there's going to be this whole day of learning that culminates in the concert at night. Whereas we used to have the symposium in the fall and the concert always around International Women's Day. In the, in the spring. Can we call this spring right now? It is still oh, I know, winter. right? <laughs> I think it's as much spring as we're going to get going forward. It's just kind of a yeah. winter False. Winter will not release its hooks on us. False spring. Yeah. yeah so we've got these two events running simultaneously this year, which is pretty great. But th- that maybe feels like an add-on that, that we've put the symposium with it. But no, it doesn't feel, um, 
it's it certainly feels part of WJO. Um, so more of a shift in the calendar than than like any kind of extra. Yeah, it's 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 just one of the cool things that WJO does, and it just happens to celebrate women right around International Women's Day. So then, moving the symposium, like you said, it had been in the fall. Was that specifically with a thought of kind of like an all day thing that culminates with the concert? Yeah, yeah. We the the, the committee that um, sort of helps organize both events um, were a lot of the same people, so it just made sense that we started talking about these things as, as perhaps being combined. And it also just seems like a really great way to end the day for the folks, a lot of whom are students um, that are taking part in the symposium to actually see an entirely female jazz orchestra play. Because we talk about it, you know, women have been in jazz for as long as jazz has been around, but historically left out of the history books. Mm-hmm. Um, so you know, it's it's kind of nice for some of these younger students who have probably seen all male jazz orchestras or what happens now, hybrid orchestras where there's people of all genders, but probably haven't really ever seen or heard an all women jazz orchestra. It's kind of nice to end that symposium day of learning with like we, we call it putting our money where our mouth is. <laughs> we just sort of we we play. It's it's great. For sure. So you know, going into jazz when you were younger, like was there any group that you ever saw that was all women or was your experience entirely like it's either all men or it's like some sort of hybrid in a really um sad upon reflection way i didn't think of it at the time it had never occurred to me um when i was young like in in high school and stuff i was obsessed with the basie orchestra and ellington and it had just never occurred to me that I wasn't seeing myself reflected, but I'm sure it informed who I was then to become because I didn't go into jazz studies. I went into classical studies um, and always loved jazz and always played jazz. I studied with Ron Paley a little bit in my early high school career and then did did some work in university with, with some jazz, but I really, I went the classical route. And then when I started teaching, um, obviously I was teaching a jazz band and I really loved it and then I just started learning more and more about jazz but not until my adulthood and and maybe that's because I didn't see myself reflected when I was younger or maybe it's not we'll never know mm. but I think it's really important now and I and I appreciate the fact that uh, WJO carves out this space to celebrate women and show what it's like so that some of the younger players can be like oh there I am so then if you if you went into classical and then you know kind of backed your way into the jazz via via teaching yeah finding a place in jazz like did you once you came in through that that avenue like did you face any particular hurdles or obstacles as a result of being a woman in jazz or did you find it was just that like you hadn't considered going into jazz initially to be the biggest hurdle yeah no i don't think there were any no one ever told me no. I was I I know that there are stories, and so I'm pretty privileged to not have had anybody slam the door in my face. But um, I just it, it had never occurred to me. I I enjoyed playing in jazz bands when I was in high school. I think I was pretty good at it. I took a couple lessons, but I just that wasn't where I was going. Um, and then when it, when I decided like oh hey I I really want to continue to explore this and I want to do it at a higher level. Um, no, I didn't come up against a lot of like, no, you're just a woman, so you can't. No, but um, 
but I do, I, I have talked to many people that have, so. Sure enough. Uh, yeah. You, you are, are a music educator. So the workshops, like, are you involved in actually running the workshops or like what's kind of your role in that respect? Not in the symposium. In the symposium, no. I'm sort of the coordinator. So yeah. I have hired all of my very, very smart friends <laughs> to do all of the leading. Mm -hmm. uh, so Jody Prosnick, who is this fantastic bassist, composer, performer out of BC, um, is doing our keynote. And then we have these breakout sessions. Uh, the saxophone section is run by Monica Jones, who's in the Winnipeg Women's Jazz Orchestra. The brass is going to be led by Kathy Van Lair, who I told you is out of Calgary, uh, yeah. does the Calgary Women's Orchestra, and also is a retired, amazing music educator out there. Tatiana Haraschuk, who's just blowing up right mm -hmm. now, is doing our rhythm. Um, and uh, Carly Epp from University of Manitoba is doing the vocal session. And then Jenny Taylor, who's sort of my partner in crime and who's playing lead trumpet in the Winnipeg Women's Jazz Orchestra, is doing a session called Jazz Giants, which sort of is our um, revisiting history and sort of celebrating all the women who have always been around but didn't quite make the history books. Um, and then we have a young women in jazz ensemble that's being led by this incredible young director named Alyssa Alhambra. And that's going to be made up of mostly high school students. And they're going to play a little pre-concert before our W2JO concert at 7.30 that night. So, so I'm just, I'm there and I'm sort of like helping people. Like if I need to plug in an amp or something, I'll do it. But I don't really have a role during the day other than to have helped organize it. And then in the, in, at night, I'm going to be directing the, the ensemble. The ensemble. So the pre-concert, as you put it, is that like if people show up for the Winnipeg Women's Jazz Orchestra, like they'll get to see it or do they have to specifically go like earlier than what's kind of billed to, to see that pre-concert? They do have to come a little bit earlier. Uh, WJO has done this quite often, um, particularly pre-COVID when um, when there were more opportunities for, for concerts and stuff. But yeah, usually Richard had a high school group play a little pre-concert, especially if, if, if it was going to be um, combined with one of the big band workshops. So in a similar way that we're doing the symposium and our concert, um, typically, WJO has done big band workshops in the fall and the spring. And so if there's students already kind of involved and are going to see a concert anyway, usually Richard had asked um, a teacher, Sisler had, had done it a couple of times, my high school, um, but had asked a teacher like, hey, get your kids to play a couple of tunes before we play our tunes. So the Young Women in Jazz Ensemble on the 7th goes, I think, at 7, 10 p.m. And then our concert's at 7.30. So they're just playing um, two tunes um, one is, was written, was commissioned and written by our, our lead trombonist, Karen Carlson. She is a great, um, composer and arranger. She writes such charming stuff. And she wrote a tune, a two movement tune called Driving in Winnipeg. And it's awesome. Um, and then, uh, Alyssa programmed, uh, a Grace Kelly tune. There's this wonderful, amazing, um, Asian American saxophonist, um, really like doing cool stuff some jazz hybrid stuff but she wrote a tune called philosophical flying fish and they're going to do that it's sort of a jam based tune so that the students can kind of explore what it feels like to to learn by ear and to solo and not necessarily just read a chart which is important when you're thinking about playing you know big league jazz you can't just be reading a chart you have to have ears and you have to know how to solo around some changes mm -hmm. so that's the the students uh, set list what's What's on the set list for the, the Winnipeg Women's Jazz Orchestra for the night? We've got lots. Pardon me while I cough. <coughs> Excuse me. Um, we've got lots. So we have five commissions. Um, we got a, a grant through the um, Jewish Foundation of Manitoba that was about raising women's voices in, in Winnipeg. And so we've commissioned five 
Winnipeg female composers or Winnipeg based composers to write some tunes. So um, again, Karen Carlson, who I mentioned that wrote for the Young Women Ensemble also has done an arrangement of an Alicia Keys tune, which um, our friend Soul James is going to sing mm. um, called Superwoman. And then uh, Monica Jones, who plays lead tenor, has written this really beautiful piece called Seed Keepers. Um, Jocelyn Gould, who is just nominated for her second Juno, she won uh, Best Solo Artist or Best Solo Album a couple of years ago. She plays guitar and I think she teaches out of Humber, um, but she is a Winnipeg uh, born and raised guitarist. And she wrote a tune called Bright Note. Um, and then uh, Joyce German, also known as Ingia, um, wrote a, uh, one of her arrangements. Like she had a tune that she wrote and she wrote it for big band for us called Intuition. And uh, oh, Anna Blackmore, who is again, a former Winnipegger. She's out in BC doing her master's work in English, but she wrote um, an arrangement of Misty, the Errol Garner tune Misty. So we've got five either original compositions or arrangements by Winnipeg Women. And then we've got um, a couple of our favorites that we've done over the years. We've got a, a, a Tommy Banks arrangement of Joni Mitchell's Big Yellow Taxi, which is a killer swing tune. Um, we always play a tune called Cute whenever Joanna Miller is on the drums with us because Joe is an incredible drummer and it's a it's a Neil Hefty drum feature. Uh, we got Mary Lou Williams tune Walking and Swingin'. We've got a bunch of different, like newer, up and coming American female composers on the program. So we're doing um, a Michelle Fernandez tune called Groovissimo. We've got Ellen Rose song Soul Proprietor, but Soul is spelled with S O U L, not S O L E. Um, oh, and then we have this amazing um, Icelandic guest who's who's going to be joining us called Sigurdis. She's playing um, at the Fort Gary, I believe, on Sunday. And then she is our featured guest and we're playing two of her tunes. So she's got some um, some really interesting sound, like this Icelandic sound that she sort of combined with new age jazz. So we're playing one of her tunes called Bergmal, which I think means echo. And then she did an arrangement of That's Life, the Frank Sinatra version. So lots of lots of new stuff that we're playing. And then just some of the old jazz jazz standards that are important, most of most of which were made famous by women. But we've we've got, you know, we've got a. Uh, Mo Kaufman tune on there too. So, but some some women arrangers of of those male tunes in some sense. Um. Well, Mary Lou Williams wrote "Swingin', Walkin' and Swingin'." Um. Joni Mitchell wrote "Big Yellow Taxi," but we're doing the Tommy Banks arrangement. Right. Um. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But yeah, we've got like the Mo Kaufman tune is just Mo Kaufman's tune. Um, no, Murray Riddell did it. He's a Winnipegger too. Um, and then most of the other stuff, yeah, was either written or arranged by women. Just uh, And that's kind of new this year. We were trying to program um, female composers, but this year it was really important to us to... The, the, um, the uh, slogan for International Women's Day this year is um, invest in women, accelerate progress. So we thought it was pretty important to pay some people to write some tunes. There aren't a lot of tunes you can find that were written by women um, that are published. So that was our goal. Uh, before we go, Alexis, I mean, obviously the, the, the set list for the, the concert sounds great and you've kind of like mm -hmm. given us what, what we can expect that night. Uh, but obviously there's no recordings of that performance yet. Uh, but I always like to leave listeners with something to listen to. Um, is there, uh, an artist, uh, that you want us to, to play something from? Yeah. If you, and this is also on our program. Um, if you can pull up Toshiko Akoyoshi. Um, her tune Soliloquy we're doing and Toshiko Akoyoshi was 
is still one of the only famous Asian female jazz artists in the in the world. Um, and I think she's in her late 90s, but I think she's still alive. I could be wrong. Don't come for me if I'm wrong. Um, and yeah, we're playing her tune Soliloquy, and I think you would love it. It's it's uh, it's interesting. She represents her culture with jazz, and you can hear interesting things. It's a really great flute feature and piano feature. So if you want to play that, that would be awesome. All right. And so the Winnipeg Jazz Orchestra site is the best place to get tickets right now for the show? Yes, sir. Uh, perfect. We'll link to that in the show description. Uh, it's March 7th at the West End. Uh, Alexis, thanks very much for taking some time to talk about it, and best of luck with the, uh, the, the whole day. Thanks so much, and thanks for asking about it. I, I appreciate the, the time.
Back here on Thank God It's Free Range, the Friday edition of Free Range Radio. Right before the break, the Meraki trio from Reykjavik, Iceland, with Soliloquy, the Toshiko Akiyoshi composition, as selected by Alexis Silver. Uh, don't forget the Winnipeg Women's Jazz Orchestra playing March 7th at the West End Cultural Center. Uh, that performance was from the Freya Jazz November 2018 live performance. Coming up in just a few minutes, I'm going to be talking to Lahini Muthamuni, the Director of Public Relations for Five Days for the Homeless, which runs March 11th to 16th this year on campus and elsewhere in the community. Uh, but before we get to that, Hermanos Gutierrez dropped a new single in the past couple of weeks. I haven't had a chance to play it yet on the show, but man, really promising stuff from them. They were one of my favorite acts a couple of years ago on their debut record. Can't wait to hear the full length, but for now, Sonido Cosmico here on 101.5 UMFM.
All right. Well, Five Days for the Homeless is back here on the University of Manitoba campus. And uh, we have one of the organizers, Lahini Muthamuni, on the phone to talk about it. Welcome to the show. Hi. Thank you so much for having me. My pleasure. So, first of all, how did you get involved with the organization? Yeah. So, I had a friend who was on the campaign last year and was going to be on the campaign again this year. And one day we were just talking about the different activities in schools getting involved and he mentioned it and I felt it was something that really resonated with me and my values so I decided to go for it and yeah here we are. So uh, you, were you aware of the Five Days for the Homeless campaign before your friend's involvement or was it just directly through them that you even knew about the activity? Well I'm not an asper so I didn't really know about it until he mentioned it but mm. then after I had looked into it, gone on their Instagram, on their website, seen what they're all about, you know, supporting Ray and youth experiencing homelessness, it was something that really resonated with me and mm-hmm. was something I knew was important to me. So yeah. then I knew I wanted to get involved. Yeah, for folks who don't know the acronym, Ray is Resource Assistance for Youth, uh, focused on youth experiencing homelessness. Uh, mm-hmm. We at the station have partnered with them on a few things as well. So certainly an organization mm-hmm. we can get behind. Uh, so... What are the dates this year and kind of like what's like, are you involved in kind of like planning what's happens during the week or is it much more kind of on the promotion side that that's your involvement? Like how did, how did you sort yeah. of kind of what you're, what, what you do? Yeah. So I'm the uh, public relations coordinator. So my main focus is kind of getting the word out about um, our campaign, getting some media coverage, but we do have our five days week, which is happening March 11th to March 16th, where we're going to be having events every day. And of course, that requires a lot of help from our committee members, as well as volunteers coming in to help us out. So that during that week, it's kind of all hands on deck, regardless of what your role is. So during that week, I'll be much more involved in our events. Right. Now... You said, you know, every day different events. I know in the past, obviously, like the, the kind of big thing has been the like the camp out. Mm-hmm. So I, in recent years, I know they've decided to kind of move away from that. Just with new co-chairs every year, we can kind of get different perspectives. And this year, I think the co-chairs were decided we're able to bring light to the issue in different ways. Mm-hmm. So we're going to be having booths that are on and off campus. And people who come up to those booths, We'll be able to talk to our committee members about, like, the campaign, about Ray, about the issue of youth experiencing homelessness. And that's kind of our take on it this year. Gotcha. So you said on campus and off campus. Where on campus? Like, are you doing University Center or are you doing mm-hmm. Asper? Or so what? I don't know if it's been confirmed yet. I believe it'll be Asper and University Center on campus. And then off campus, there will be Grant Park Mall for sure. And then a few other malls are in the working. Gotcha. Um, and, and so in, in addition to tabling, I understand there's some like other kind of event-based or at least kind of like, a, mm-hmm. you know, non-traditional things yeah. you guys are putting on. So um, during our five days week, which is, again, March 11th to March 16th, we're going to be doing bake sales. Uh, we're going to have a volleyball tournament in the gym at the school. And we're going to be doing our annual five acts at the Knob, which is where five local bands come and perform uh, 30-minute sets. And you can pay a fee to get in, and you can stay the night, get some drinks, and watch the bands perform. So uh, 
you know, because this is all kind of like on the horizon, like do people have to register for the volleyball tournament right now or is yeah, that something? Yeah, so we're going to be, sorry, we're going yeah, go to be ahead. putting out, um, we're going to be putting out an Instagram post. Our Instagram is uh, five days UM and then through a link, people can sign up their teams. It's going to be teams of four or more. And um, yeah, so it all, all, all the information will kind of be going up on our Instagram in the next few days. Now, is that the number five or is it five spelled the, out? The number five. Okay. Yeah. Just to be sure, you know, you yeah. are, URLs, <laughs> you want to find the right the right five days. Um, the so You said Bake Sale, you've got the concert. Do you know the bands? Are those confirmed for the... Yes, I believe they have been. They just got confirmed. So I'm not a part of that yet. I don't know who's what the bands are, but they will be posting the bands on our Instagram. Yeah, because normally I would ask you to maybe pick a, a track from one of the bands, but if we don't have that confirmation yet, yeah. um, I will, uh, I'll, you know what, I'll play a song from a, a recent uh, compilation put together, someone I know who works at Ray. So we'll, we'll, we'll play okay. something Ray related here on, on, on the show. Yeah, um, so you said, you know, like you're, you're doing the promo in the lead up. What, what things are you kind of doing during the, the week of? Like, have you yeah, kind of. Yeah, so I'll be one of the people at the booth, I'll be at the bake sale. Our committee, it's uh, mandatory attendance for all of these events. So all of our members will be there at some point during the night or like during the booths. Um, so yeah, I'll be just kind of floating around during the volleyball tournament. I'll be there. So, now, yeah. now you got involved through a friend, but you said that you're you're looking into Ray, the, the values aligned with you. I'm just curious if you can kind of speak to that. Like what's what's... What was yeah. it about Ray that, you know, appealed to you? So Ray is, you said it stands for Resource Assistance for Youth, and they're a nonprofit organization who support youth experiencing homelessness. And for them, youth is anyone from 0 to 29 years old. Um, and we actually were lucky enough, our whole committee got to get a tour of Ray, and we got to speak with their leadership team and of course, I'd already been like interested when I was going out to interview for the committee, but then getting that tour, it really just kind of hit everything home for me. Um, just getting to talk to their team and learning about their values and how um, supportive and just welcoming they are to their participants. So that was kind of really um, eye-opening for me, and I think our whole committee. Sure enough. Uh, well, thanks again for taking some time to talk about uh, the upcoming event. If you can remind folks what the the URL or the tag for uh, social media is. Yeah, so it's five, the number five days UM. Five days UM. Uh, hit them up on social media. Look for tickets to the, uh, the band and look to register your volleyball team if you're so inclined. And uh, be sure to get some of the baked goods, I guess, when they're here at University yeah. Center or at Asper. Uh, good luck with the event, and, and thanks for, again for taking time today. Yeah, thank you so much. Change Hall, Circle, Metropolitan, Hammersmith City, and National Rail Services. This protein cleanse is fetching bees. They're honey.
Back here on Thank God It's Free Range, the Friday edition of Free Range Radio. Right before the break, new single from Anna Teville, the Portland singer-songwriter, just released Disposable Camera. Before that, Chicago band Minor Moon with Under Beyond, great new single. Uh, we heard Ellis with What I Know Now from the forthcoming record No Place That Feels Like. A great follow-up to uh, 2020's Born Again. Really looking forward to hearing the rest of that record. Uh, we're going to start this next set off with the first single from another forthcoming record, uh, Canadian act Mac DeMarco's cover of Horomi Hasano's Boku Wachoto. Uh, Hosono House 
The album turns 50 this year, and uh, Stone's Throw is putting out a tribute record. This is the first one. We've got some new Beth Gibbons for you as well, and some more great stuff as we uh, head towards After 8 Radio. Keep it locked here on 101.5 UMFM. ちょでもなんでほなしを。どんな話を。喋りましょうか。日の一流国の。明日のことでも。散歩なってらに。歩きませんか。そこから。ちがって服の裾でも払ってどんな所を歩きましょうか日のいつる国の輝く道でも道のぬかるめ入り光つれ ダムリコクユヤケノゴゴ僕はちょっと笑うつもりです思うままま心当たり見つけませんか。あそこを生き払って生で聞くカラーカントリーミュージック。白い夕日でも見つけましょうか。日の一流お金。彼女と二人で。外の日たまり空気に生まれ黙りこくるうちの中の午後僕はちょっと黙るつもりですララララララ Curiosity be 
New single from the Tibbs. Out on record kicks, that is Last Train. And before that, Jalen Gonda with a great follow-up to his full length on Ninja Tune last year's song called Illusions. We heard Montreal act Le Couleur with Addiction. And uh, Beth Gibbons of Portishead's solo single Floating on a Moment started that all off with Mac DeMarco's Boku Wachoto, the cover of Harry Hosono. Katie Tupper. She's been here on the show before. She's been in Winnipeg, played the Jazz Festival. She's got a new single called Need Nothing. I'm going to play you that. And then uh, Amber Navran of Moonchild has a new group called Cat Pack. It's coming out shortly on True Thoughts, always reliable label. First single's called Walk Away. I'm going to play you the radio edit of that. And I think we have time to squeeze one more in before we hand things over to Kyan after 8. I'll be back here next Friday on Thank God It's Free Range. Thanks for tuning in. 101.5 UMFM. Keep it locked here. Shiny metal, open up.